You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. This episode presented by Life Groups Minister, Del Matthews. Today's reading is from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. On the 1st of May earlier this year, a mother and her four children and one other passenger boarded a Cessna plane to fly across the jungle of Colombia. Now, Cessnas are small six-seater planes, and pilots always want the heaviest passengers to sit up the front to help balance the plane out. So the four kids climbed into the back seats. As it was flying over the jungle, an area that was really thick with trees and other vegetation, the engine of the plane failed and the plane nosedived down into the jungle. Now all the adults sitting up the front were killed when the plane hit the ground nose first. On top of that, the weather was really bad so the rescuers couldn't even find the wreckage for two weeks. When they did find the plane, there were no children. Now that was a good sign. At least there was a chance the kids were alive. Now those kids were aged 13, 9, 4 years old and an 11th month old baby. After the crash, they knew they had to get away from the dead bodies and find some food and water. Now these kids were pretty savvy. They'd grown up in the jungle. They were indigenous Indian kids and they knew what fruit and seeds they could eat and they knew how to get water in the jungle. They knew how to climb the trees in the jungle and even jump from tree to tree to get the fruit. But they didn't know where they were and how to find help. They didn't know their way out of the jungle. They were lost in this part of the jungle because it wasn't near their village and their home. 150 soldiers 200 local Indians and 10 rescue dogs searched for those kids. Even the local Indians found the search hard going because the jungle was so thick. They searched for weeks. Finally, after 40 days, a message came across the soldiers' radios saying, Miracle, 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 code for all four children found alive. So guess who found the children in the end? Well, Wilson did. Wilson was one of the search rescue dogs. And when the children saw Wilson, they were happy because they knew there were people nearby. Even though they had found some fruit and seeds, those children were very, very hungry 
and glad to be found. Now in our story today, Jesus calls Zacchaeus lost. But how can Zacchaeus be lost? The story takes place in Jericho, and that's where Zacchaeus lives. So surely he knows his way around. Well, let's take a closer look to find out what Jesus means. We know three things about Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector, he was wealthy, and he was a short man. Back then, the Roman Empire ruled over the Jews and hired Jewish people to collect the taxes for them. Everybody hated the tax collectors because they were working for the enemy, the hated Romans. It would be something like a Ukrainian working as a spy for the Russians. They were considered to be traitors. Now, Jericho was on a trading route and a really good place to be collecting taxes, so Zacchaeus had people working for him to help him with the heavy load. He was the chief tax collector and probably hated even more than the others. Zacchaeus worked for the Romans who did not worship God. He had lost his way to God. Zacchaeus was also wealthy and everybody knew that he didn't get wealthy just from the salary the Romans gave him. He was wealthy because he cheated and took more in taxes than he should. He put the excess straight into his own pocket. His sin of cheating others separated him from God. In the Old Testament, God had told the Jews not to cheat their fellow Jews or charge them extra. And Zacchaeus was truly lost. He'd lost his way to God. Cheating his fellow Jews gave them all the more reason to hate the man. Zacchaeus probably didn't have any friends among the Jews and it was probably quite dangerous for him to be mingling in a crowd that hated him so much. Now add to that, he was a short man. Now that didn't make people hate him though and certainly didn't matter to God. But when he heard that Jesus was coming to town, he knew he wouldn't see over the crowd. Now, we all want to make sure our short friends get to the front so that they can see the parade or get in the photo, but Zacchaeus had no friends. He wouldn't have a hope of seeing Jesus over the crowd that all hated him. But Zacchaeus was pretty savvy, just like those kids. He knew Jericho well, and he knew of a sycamore fig tree by the road. Now, sycamore trees are not tall trees, but they have very wide branches and are very easy to climb. Now, even if your climbing days are over, we can all recognise a good climbing tree when we see one. The leaves of the sycamore are very big, also making it easy to hide from the crowd while he waited for Jesus. Now, unless you're an arborist, most adults wouldn't be climbing trees. But Zacchaeus didn't care what other people thought of him. He climbed that tree and waited for Jesus to walk past. Jesus was going through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. Now, in the chapter before, in chapter 18, uh, on his way to Jericho, we read that Jesus told the crowd and the religious people a story, the story of two men, a religious leader and a tax collector, both praying. The tax collector knew he had done wrong and he had lost his way to God. 
but the religious leader thought he was okay. He'd tried to be good all his life. He was proud that he wasn't like that, like other men, like that tax collector. And the point of Jesus' story was to tell us that because the tax collector humbled himself and knew he needed God's mercy, he went home forgiven and accepted by God. Now that's good news for Zacchaeus. Jesus thought that even a hated tax collector with no good deeds he could boast of had a chance to be forgiven and saved by God. In chapter 18, we also read that as Jesus kept walking on his way to Jericho, he met a wealthy ruler. That ruler wasn't prepared to give up everything to follow Jesus. He really loved his wealth. And Jesus told the crowd and his disciples that it, was, it is very hard for a rich person to find their way to God. Now that's bad news for Zacchaeus. He was very wealthy. It's too easy to put your trust in wealth and feel like you don't need God. There is nothing wrong with money. We all need it, but Zacchaeus loved his wealth to the point that he was prepared to cheat to increase his wealth. And Jesus knew it can be very hard for a rich person to give up their love of wealth and love him instead. But Jesus told the crowd that what may seem impossible to us humans is possible to, with God. So now in chapter 19, we have Jesus walking through Jericho and Zacchaeus, a wealthy tax collector waiting to spot him. Which way will it go for Zacchaeus? Will he humble himself and ask for mercy? Or will he find it all too hard to give up his trust in wealth and follow Jesus? Now we're not told why Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, but he did all he could to make sure he wouldn't miss out. But up in that sycamore tree, all Zacchaeus could hope for was to catch a glimpse of Jesus through the leaves as he walked past. He probably didn't expect any more than that. But Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus. When he came to that tree, he looked up and he called out to Zacchaeus, telling him to come down immediately. Now, if you know you've done something bad and someone in authority tells you to come down immediately, you'd probably think you were going to get into big trouble. But there was something about Jesus. Zacchaeus knew that Jesus accepted him as he was. He was happy to get down from that tree as fast as he could. Jesus didn't want just a chat with Zacchaeus. He wanted Zacchaeus to be more than a casual acquaintance. He said I must, he must stay at Zacchaeus' house. Jesus knew he must stay with him. Going to Zacchaeus' home, Jesus was showing that he loved Zacchaeus. He wanted to treat Zacchaeus like a friend, not a hated enemy. Jesus was on a rescue mission to save Zacchaeus, and he wanted a deeper and ongoing relationship with Zacchaeus. It was part of God's plan for Jesus to seek and to save the lost, like Zacchaeus. Now Zacchaeus, of course, was overjoyed, but the crowd was not. Zacchaeus got more than he hoped for and everything he really wanted and needed. He found mercy and acceptance, but the crowd was unhappy and muttered their complaints. The crowd wanted Jesus to give preference to them as they'd been good. They tried to do what was right and they thought God would be happy with them. 
They were like the religious leader in the story Jesus told last chapter. They thought they were much better than Zacchaeus, who worked for the Romans and and cheated everyone. They grumbled and complained that Jesus was going to stay with a sinner, a man who had no good deeds to his name. Now, the irony was that the crowd were sinners too, and grumbling against God is a sin because when we grumble, we think we know better than God. The crowd were lost too. They just didn't know it. Zacchaeus was found and saved in that sycamore tree. In the simple act of finding Zacchaeus up the tree, Jesus transformed Zacchaeus' life, starting right at the very heart level. He was freed from his love of wealth and the greed that caused. And being with Jesus, Zacchaeus was very aware of the bad he had done and he wanted to put everything right. He declared that he would give up half his possessions to the poor. He'd be giving away half of that lovely furniture, half of the beautiful ornaments and jewellery, half of his expensive clothes. His heart was transformed to be just like Jesus, who cared for the poor. More than that, he promised to pay back all the money he had stolen when he had charged too much tax. He wouldn't pay back he would pay back four times the amount he had taken. Now, Jewish law only required that a cheat pay back one-fifth more, 120%, but Zacchaeus wanted to pay back 400%, and it would have been a long list of people he had cheated. Zacchaeus wasn't saved because he gave half his possessions to the poor and paid back all that money. He was saved back at the sycamore tree. He responded to Jesus' mercy and grace with joy and generosity. Jesus didn't ask Zacchaeus to give away his possessions and wealth. Paying back all that he had stolen was a voluntary expression of his trust in Jesus. He no longer put his trust in wealth. It showed he had truly repented. He didn't just know he had done wrong. He wanted to put it right and not do wrong again. He was a changed man from the heart out. Jesus had done the impossible. A rich man had been saved and had his life turned around. In chapter 18, Jesus told a story to say that it was possible for a tax collector, someone with no good deeds to be proud of, could be saved because of God's mercy. But now in chapter 19, he showed that was true in Jesus' life, in Zacchaeus' life. All Zacchaeus had to do was follow Jesus' call and come down from that tree. Now, those kids in the Colombian jungle were lost because they couldn't find their way home. They found some food, but not enough to save themselves. They were malnourished when they were found. Jesus said Zacchaeus was lost. He couldn't find his way to God. He knew how to make money, how to live a life of luxury, but he couldn't save himself. He was far from God. The best he could do was climb a tree in the hope of spotting Jesus. See, Zacchaeus needed Jesus to rescue him to be saved. Well, what about us? What can we learn from Zacchaeus' experience with Jesus? Well, firstly, the Bible tells us that we're all lost. We can misunderstand this in two ways. Some people think that by being good, being kind, 
living a good life, they're all right. God will be happy with them. But the Bible says, tells us that no one is so good that they don't need saving. We've all fallen short of God's perfection and goodness. Even just one thing wrong in our lives separates us from God. And if we're honest with ourselves, we've all done a lot wrong. The crowd who thought they were good were just as lost as Zacchaeus. At the other extreme, we can think that some people are just so bad that God couldn't possibly save them. They are just too bad or they haven't done enough good to make up for what they have done wrong. Now, back in his day, Zacchaeus was considered to be the worst of the worst. No one expected God to show mercy to a man like him. Now, today, an ATO employee is not considered to be any worse than the rest of us. For you, who would be the worst criminal or person for you? What crime or what type of person do you think would be just too hard for God to forgive and transform? So what we learn from this story is that there is no one so bad they can't receive mercy from God and be transformed. We learn that we are not saved by our good deeds. Jesus knew who Zacchaeus was when he called him down from that tree. He knew Zacchaeus was the worst of the worst, but he could and he did save him. So the second thing we learn from Zacchaeus' experience is that God can do the impossible. Now, we all know people, maybe even someone in your family, that you think would be impossible for them to come to Jesus. You know, that strident atheist, the worst narcissist, or someone who has repeatedly turned away from God, or simply someone who seemingly has it all and doesn't think they need God. We can be encouraged to know that what seems impossible to us is possible to God. God has not given up on that person we think is impossible. And I don't think we should give up on praying for them either. Thirdly, we learn that Jesus came to rescue us. All Zacchaeus could do was climb a tree in the hope of seeing Jesus. Salvation came to Zacchaeus because Jesus found him. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. That's why he came to earth. It was his whole purpose. Some people say that all religions lead to God. While we can show respect to every person equally, not all religions are equal in showing the way to God. Other religions require us to work for salvation and offer no guarantee that we'll go to heaven. And as Joel reminded us last week, for most Australians, our problem is really self-reliance. You know, marketing, influences, all forms of media attempt to persuade us of the type of life that we should be having. We are constantly reminded in many ways to be our own saviour, how to save ourselves from the pretty ordinary lives we, we lead and to achieve our best life. We are told in so many steps how to achieve true happiness or success or live longer or overcome anything from health issues to phobias to lack of assertiveness. See, both other religions and the belief that we can rely only on ourselves teach us that salvation comes only through our own actions. But the Bible teaches us, and what I think we all know intuitively, if our salvation is dependent on our own actions, then none of us will make it. 
We've all sinned, even if it was only a little bit of anger or a small lie or a selfish act or putting our trust in something other than God. None of us measure up. Like someone lost, we might think we're doing the right thing to save ourselves, but in reality, we need to be rescued. We are lost because we can't find our own way to God. When Jesus went through Jericho, he was on his way to Jerusalem, where he would be arrested and put to death on a cross for all our sins. We are saved by grace through the redemption that came through Jesus Christ and his death for us. So it doesn't matter how bad we have been, his death paid for all sins, even the very worst. We are all saved by Jesus, not our own efforts. Jesus is the way to God. He is the only way. Now, if you are a Christian, this is a really good reminder. You and I have nothing to be smug about. We are only Christians because of God's mercy and forgiveness, not for anything we've done. All it takes is faith in Jesus who came to save us, willingness to follow him. Zacchaeus took the first step to see Jesus. He didn't just stay back in his luxurious home waiting for Jesus to come. He went out into the crowds and he found a vantage point to see Jesus. It can be a mistake for us too to sit back and wait for some sort of supernatural experience with Jesus to happen. Jesus has already come to us. For most of us, stepping out to seek Jesus can be as simple as reading the Bible or talking to someone. At any time of our lives, Jesus will always find us, maybe with an amazing experience, but mostly with an ordinary one. Finally, just as Zacchaeus' life was transformed, we too can expect to have our lives transformed. Salvation reaches right into the core of our being, right into our hearts. Zacchaeus needed saving from a love of wealth that had gripped his heart and led him into a life of corruption. Notice that Jesus didn't ask him to give up his possessions and wealth. His heart changed Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus was no longer a slave to the behaviours that fed his love of wealth. He voluntarily announced he would make up for all the years of corruption and pay back what he owed. Not everyone will have to give away half their possessions and wealth, but a transformed life, a changed heart, will result in changed behaviour. Climbing down from that tree was just the start of a new life for Zacchaeus. And when we turn to Jesus Christ, we should all expect a lifetime of his saving grace changing us from the inside out to become more like Christ. So the good news of salvation is that we don't have to defend ourselves and try and convince God that we're really good people. We don't need to point the finger at others and say, oh, well, they're worse than me. And neither do we need to worry that our sin was just too bad for God to forgive. Christians just need to look to Jesus who came to save us. We can be sure his mercy is all that we need. Jesus didn't just tell us the way to God. He is the way to God. He doesn't leave us to rescue ourselves. He came to save us himself. Those kids in Colombia will never be the same. They have a new life now. Having been rescued by Jesus, we too have a new life. That gives us great hope and joy for the future in Jesus Christ alone. 
Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek.